No, I think I would not be shocked if you see in five years, I will say the next consoles that come out after this last set, you see Sega be like, here we go. Just drop their big fat right there. The Sega Neptune. Yeah. Nick, if Sega came out with a new console, I would get Sega tattooed on my ass. That's never happening. <laughs> Sega, I know you don't listen to this, but please, just for the sake of this happening. <laughs> Welcome to the Spin Dash Retro Gaming Podcast. Prepare yourself for the joy of classic gaming. Fire straight into your delicate little ear holes. Away. I love how your name is y- Yakuza J. It's wonderful. Never. <laughs> I know. I don't know if you're a triad or not. I, I don't even know the Japanese gangs. I know the Yakuza triad. I don't know anything about. That's Chinese. That's Chinese. Yeah. Oh man. Japanese is Yakuza. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Did you guys hear about the uh, nurse in Japan that the Yakuza put a hit on? I guess it's like Yakuza boss went and had like a penis enhancement surgery and something got botched up and like his dick was hurting really, really bad. So the uh, like the nurse that was taking care of him, not the plastic surgeon, but the nurse was like giving him shit. She was like, oh, it can't hurt that bad. It can't hurt any worse than the friggin' tattoos that you have on because they're all covered in tattoos. So the guy put a hit on her and killed the friggin' nurse because she talked shit about his penis botch job. God. John? Oh, my God. Matt's going to have to. He's not talking, though. This is like what you do, Nick. You will be perfectly fine. And when it's your turn to talk, while you're talking, you mess with stuff. And it's like, I can't edit that out now. The old chair that was so squeaky. <laughs> I would it's take the chair there. back. Jesus. That, well, that chair is that chair is older than my relationship with Nicole. 14 years old. It's still good. I just need a WD-40 it. It's comfy. Very comfy. <laughs> John, you look real confused about your mic. Oh, it's just not showing a whole lot of static on there. Like, I think my gain was turned down. So, I told Nick I wouldn't do this to you, but I am going to make you feel a little better about yourself because you need it for this episode. Oh, boy. So, last episode was our New Year's episode. And on that, you told me that I sounded, my mic sounded a little hot. Uh-oh. So I turned it down, and then I looked at the number. I looked at the kind of the wavelength on the on the bottom, and I thought to myself, "John's stupid. He doesn't know what he's talking about." So then I turned it back up. So then I went to edit it, and it was an abomination. My audio has never sounded worse. I was so oh, pissed sh- off. If I just left it the way you had told me, I probably would have been okay. Yes. <laughs> so. Nick made me promise not to to make you feel good, but I figure we're going to just end up shitting on you the whole episode anyways, so <laughs> why not start on a high note for our first episode of the new I'm, year? I'm racking my brain as to what I've already preloaded this with that you're going to rag on me, and we haven't even talked about anything yet. 
We've actually been really quiet about this game. Like we haven't we haven't really talked a whole lot about games in a long time. Like we've no, been pretty no. hush hush about stuff. It's uh I, I today like I was doing my notes for this thing and I just sitting there and it was just I don't want to fucking do this. It's like everything that just seems like more work. It's like I am I don't want to do more work. I eventually got over yeah. it. But it's it's hard to get back up and going because I don't think we have touched an ep- we haven't touched a game what since November. Maximum yep. Carnage was our last game. Yeah. Give you guys a break. Yeah, it's tough getting on uh getting on the pony, getting back on that horse. Yeah. We're well, speaking of uh, you guys have any pickups? Okay, well, hold on. We let's might as well kick the episode off. Yeah, kick the episode right? off. All right, so welcome back, John. You're doing YMCA, and it's distracting. Um, welcome back to another episode of Spin Dash Retro. We've got to be like what the fiftieth uh, favorite retro gaming podcast, a hundred fiftieth. We're like yeah. we've we've taken a break, so we're definitely plunging down the list, plummeting. So I'll I'll take that. I'll take hundred fiftieth best retro gaming podcast. With me today, of course, are my other co-hosts, uh, Combo and Cube. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that that kind of fits, I guess. Do you know where I'm going with that? Yeah, uh-huh. I can't remember which one's which. I don't know who the goth girlfriend is, but John, you would you would be the goth girlfriend of the two. I'm pretty sure Combo is the big dude. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm going. Me and John are going to the gym tomorrow. Something went wrong. Please try again. What? Siri, what? <laughs> Siri. Uh, apparently, I said something. Please yes, try sir, again. we are. We, we are, try- man. <laughs> Either the gym or the comment about John being a goth girlfriend set, set Siri off. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh. um, I was watching a reel today, and it showed you how to have an automation action occur um, when you do something on your iPhone. So this guy, when he plugged his, his phone in, it would go, Ooh, yeah, daddy right there. <laughs> and it would say it in the Siri voice. So I, I got a little creative and I'm going to plug my phone in and see what she says tonight. You got that all. Can you do it to somebody else's? Like, could you do it to Rory's phone? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta get in the menu. All right, actually, John, Matt, so before we started uh, this episode off, I told you uh, Hentai vs. Evil was 45 bucks, 50 bucks on eBay. That's for a, dig, uh, for a straight hard copy. If, okay. you want, if you want for a, a digital copy right now, it is discounted to $6.99. See, ah. here's, my, here's my problem with that. I, I think it's not worth it unless it's the physical. Unless somebody can scroll through your shelf and find a hentai game, is it really worth the money? You're not going to play it. Place of prominence. You would definitely play it, Matt. Here's my problem. I don't play games that are good. I have so many unfinished games. I don't play games that are good, let alone hentai games for $59.99. So are you saying for for that this game has a possibility of being good, so you won't play it because it is good? No, I'm gonna say I'm. I, you know what? It'll probably trash, and it'll be the one game that I complete all year. <laughs> <laughs> so if I gifted it to you, where I say, "Hey, I'm buying this," and I send it to you, you're telling me you wouldn't download it? Well, yeah. I mean, at that point, absolutely. 
Okay, good. Because <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a purchase that's going to be happening for both you guys at some point. Jesus Christ. I'm not going to uh, play that. Well, sp- speaking of purchases, you guys got any pickups? Might as well start the year off. Nick? Yeah, I do. Nick. Uh, Nick, you're you're our, we're we're all looking at you. You're the one who's who's. I actually succeeding. had a few a few purchases. I purchased a Game Boy Advanced. Uh, it came with two games. Uh, the first game uh, being what was it? Uh, is this a crap uh, shoot of a game? She said, "Forgot because I don't even have it with me right now." Oh, let's see. I took a picture of it and I sent it to you guys. Wasn't it like Harry Potter? Yeah, Harry Potter Sorcerer's Stone. I actually have played that. Actually, I had that for the Game Boy Color. Funny enough. And the next one was Dragon Ball Z, uh, The Legend of Goku. I also had, because of the Game of the Week, um, it brought back some memories. Okay. Uh, very game I was very fond of. And this game has had those vibes of this particular game I played. So I actually, for the Switch, I end up purchasing um, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2. Nice. Nice. And I've been playing that for the last few nights. Sweet. I'm glad you got the GBA. Yeah. That's going to mod that bad boy? Yep. So my plan is to put a IPS screen in. Um, also I'm going to, cause I guess there's also, um, problems with a speaker of a cr- crackling. So yeah, I'm going to yeah, put a speaker, good. speaker mod into it as well. And then Beautiful. I'm going to put a, um, rechargeable battery with a USB C charging port. Oh, so you're going, you're going all in. You're going the full. Well, I figure it's worth it. I mean, you could, I could do it. I did see that there is a mod, where, a cheap mod, where it's just plug and play. Yeah. Where you can just buy the screen. It doesn't actually need modifications at all. You literally just plug the screen in and up and go. And it does everything you need. So I was thinking of maybe doing that for the time being. Then I'm like, eh, if I'm going to do it, I might as well do it right. And just have it all done. Because I'm getting a new screen. I'll probably also get a... Uh, case that's already or a shell that's already retrofitted for the new screen as well yeah i'm glad you're doing that too because i always it's it's always that ah someone's i think some of the mods you have to cut certain parts of the shell in order to make it fit so yeah i think when i go and i do this too like i'm glad you're doing that that way you're not cutting an original shell you're just you know yeah and i'll just take the shell pop it in um because i really actually start wanting to get into doing mods so if this one works out really well i would not have a problem just investing into you know parts uh buying like part machines on ebay and lots and just you know repairing them up modding if need be and get them going just do a little side biz bold bold move cotton yeah i just picture myself with a a little dremel like trying to bore something out and it just shatters fuck fuck you got anything, John? I bought, I think that that controller. I don't know if that was the last episode. I got an eight bit do, no um, Bluetooth controller. So it works on the PC and the Switch, and I think whatever else. It's um, and it's pretty Look good. It. It's shaped like the PlayStation. Got the Nintendo colors. Some guy selling it for like 
half our retail or whatever. I think it was. Sweet. Um, yeah, yeah. So that replaces the Xbox 360 controller that I was using to play stuff on emulators because um, my kid dropped it and like half the thing's fallen off. So Viking <laughs> funeral. Yeah. Um, so it's good being able to jump to the Switch if we need to with another controller. And then I got, um, oh, Metroid Dread. That's been pretty tough and interesting so far. A lot harder start than most Metroid games, I think. Sweet. Um, Yeah, you die a lot. (laughs) And uh, I got The Witcher 3. And I bought uh, Knights of the Old Republic on the Switch. Sweet. Stocking up. Stocking Um, up. And that's it. Nothing, no retro, retro stuff. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like I told you guys last time, and I don't think it was in yet, but I told you my whole story about buying the Xbox controller for Charlotte and Charlotte hating the original Xbox. So I kind of like, eh. So I I bought that. And then for Switch, I got Shimagami Tensei 5, which I've been talking up hardcore. That game's fucking awesome. That game is awesome. Like, I don't care how weebish it is and how embarrassed I would be if someone walked in on me playing it. Um, it's fucking awesome. Like that was a great game. It's funny how you say weebish. The only person that's actually judging you, or is one you and John. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I'm giving John any any power over me, but yeah, yeah. Because probably but, in the gaming community, you're just like, oh, okay, yeah, he's playing that. That's a good game. But like the judgmental asshole John is, and you are, you're judging yourselves because you're a mask. You're judging yourself well, because you're a mask on there, it, and because John has a hate for anything that's Japanese animated. Anything if like we, two standard deviations away from anime, and John's just yeah. himself. If Matt and I start trading barbs, it's just like we throw all the guns at each other on the ship, like two friggin' pirate ships coming together and just blasting each other, and we sink. So. <laughs> It's it's never a good battle because we both know each other's like worst flaws, so we're just trading nukes. I just, I see just Matt. You're just playing this game and you just have a belt and you're just lashing yourself for every time you smile, every time you have enjoyment. <laughs> oh John my god! Said no, John said no. no Japanese sorry, school girl. No, no, no Japanese school if you were looking on your back right now, it's just this blood, like blood scars, just going up and down. The dude from Angels and Demons just punishing myself. Oh, he was bad. He played bad. too much. He played too much Shimogami Tensei. That was his problem. <laughs> yeah, don't no. want Tom Hanks to give him shame. Tom Hanks coming in there, telling him he needs to. Uh, I don't know. We I can't think of any his life. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Well. My last pickup, so we can move her along a little bit. Yep. I got Metroid Dread. The seller, his whole saga, the, I paid full price basically for an American version. They sent me the European version, and that pissed me off. So I'm fighting with the seller. If I'm paying full price, I better get what I want. Like, yeah. tell me it's the, it's the American version, and then sell me the European one. Because the labels, that OCD, when you line them up, the European labels on the side are centered. And then the American ones are, are like to the to the right or to the top. So I just no. So I remember we'd get we'd get drunk and, and try to rearrange our labels for all our games and movies and stuff. <laughs> oh shit. 
Yeah. Well, do you want to get into the game of the week? Because I were 30 minutes in and I'm going to have to do some cutting. <laughs> but hey, what's to say? Again, the game of the week got me into this. And I'm pumped to you suggest this game. But at the same time... Well, hold on. The game of the week. We haven't we haven't introduced that. We should what? say it like Professor K. Can we all can we do a Jet Set Radio? John's deaf again. Oh, I did like his voice a lot. He was the so, best. So Professor K was it's awesome. It's not Jet. It's Jet Set Radio in Japan. Jet Grind Radio in America. In America, yeah. That's and that's that was one thing I was going to address is the label for this when I put the episode out is going to be Jet Grind Radio because mm. we are in America. So that's how it's known to us. But like, are we? Because sometimes I feel like we're in another country. Well, I literally I have to get through this episode without Fed posting. I need to start. I, I have to make it through an entire episode without threatening to guillotine somebody. So don't send me down that path. But um, no, I don't know about you guys, and you guys can talk about how you knew of this franchise. But I became aware of Jet Set Radio, Jack Ryan Radio. Because I played the sequel, Jet Set Radio Future, and I fucking loved it. So I'm working backwards and going back and playing the original. So that's the viewpoint I'm coming from. What do you, what do you guys know about this game? Any experience with it? Besides ads, that's the only thing I remember. I just remember <laughs> seeing it and like, oh, that looks really cool. Like the graphics yeah. look really good. And the, <clears throat> I'll say the graphics even now are still very cool because how they did it, mm. I think, was very awesome that they did as a lot of cell shading. Yeah. But I was like, hey, something about this had a same, a very similar vibe of another game that I remember seeing. And I was like, oh, that looks interesting. Not a game I'd play, but it still looks interesting. So this was actually uh, similar lines because actually the one of the people that developed it. See if I can find it. Do you remember? Where is it? I saved it in my notes. Oh. Oh. I can't find it now. I had it. Do you remember there was this, uh, I think it was for the PlayStation, where it was like a DJ, like animals. Parappa the Rapper. Yeah, Parappa, Parappa the Rapper. Yeah. That was inspired it. Yeah. That, yeah. Yep. I remember seeing, I'm like, oh, when I was feeling, I was like, this feels very similar to something I remember seeing other ads for as well. Yeah, that, that started the whole cell shading trend, I think, right? These, This one. Really I think th- I think this was the first cell shaded game as we think about it. Um, yeah. But I think style wise, it's funny because when I was reading about this game, I'll just jump to it and then we'll jump back to our thing. But like, it was inspired by the visual style and like the pop culture style of Parappa the Rapper or Parappa the Rapper mixed with like this anti authoritarian style from Fight Club. Like Fight Club inspired <laughs> this game. 
again. Yeah. If someone told you like this game is Fight Club plus Parappa the Rappa, you can kind of sit back a little bit and it's like, okay, that's not that's not a bad description for this. I can kind of see how that works. Yeah. Yeah, the the rival gang thing, not so much, but like, yeah, the anti-establishment is is for sure. See when I Man, that was a weird combo. When did, I was playing it, did you I have it, John? Yeah, yeah. I had this. I got it way back when the Dreamcast Exodus was happening. So I think I probably paid like seven dollars. Do you still um, have it? No. Dreamcast uh my lot, my whole Dreamcast lot I traded for an Xbox mod and a bunch of games way back in the day. Yep. See, I I, I did actually I did remember playing this. So I did <laughs> play this with uh, my buddy um, from high school because he had a modded Dreamcast because he he had it modded over in Japan. Uh, so he actually had a Japanese Dreamcast modded with all the Dreamcast games. Oh, did um, he do like a region mod and then he was just burning it or something? Or yeah, so he, he had burned games. Yeah, he had a bunch of burns. He didn't have actually own actually any games for it he just had a bunch of burns for it yeah so that's how we played it i remember mm-hmm. playing this as well as uh we played uh capcom versus marvel yes i uh i'm so happy this is our uh, kind of our first real dreamcast game that's not really true because we played episode one racer but i'm so yeah. happy we're moving into the dreamcast because i fucking love this system there's not much on here on Dreamcast, there really isn't. It's not a huge, huge Nick, catalog. Considering Nick, Nick, it's 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 about quantity, not it's about quality, not quantity. Oh. I went on the wrong road. <laughs> Almost went down the wrong way. <laughs> I went down the Wii road or the PlayStation Two road. Yeah. So I will what, say that. Yeah, Matt, I agree with you. So the vibe I got from this was um, actually, I ended up watching it was Hackers. I could see that. Yeah. When did that come out? That's what I'm looking at actually right now. This game, it... This game, like, I felt like... What do you think? 2000s, I think, was when rollerblading was becoming really popular. Because I had to say rollerblades. I think I remember watching the Disney movie Brink, <laughs> along with Hackers. Yeah. So Hackers came out in 1995. And I I, this game's like a time capsule. Like if my kids came up and they were like, what was the year 2000 like? <laughs> I wouldn't say it's like this, but this is kind of what the year 2000 felt like. Like this was it. This was the attitude. You know, this was kind of the, the music, you know, the, the kind of a hip hop kind of funk, kind of outfits, dude, the outfits in this game. Yeah, you know, those guys are all wearing Jinkos. Oh, Jenkos, yeah. did you ever have a pair of Jenkos? I did. No, I didn't have the big, wide, the huge ones that like dragged in the mud and then ripped and then looked like shit. You, that was you, the fucking monster pants. So <laughs> it was weird because I was, uh, I had like, I had rope tying around because I was so skinny. I was six foot two, and <laughs> barely one hundred and fifty pounds. Like barely, I think I just made like because that would be my. Actually, I think it was like 140 pounds, six foot two, in high school because I just went to uh, went to high school. So I just remember uh, my cousin gave me a pair of his Jinkos. They're kind of already tattered, 
big old pockets and just trying to run in those and end up using my shoelace to tie at the bottom so I could actually ride my bike. How how'd you ride your bike with that? Just you tie pick, around, you, tie, you, you t- take your shoelaces and you and it's a tie around your pant, uh, your jean leg so it keep it in. I have this image of like this six foot two like bean pole wearing like a dress on each leg, wrapping it around the gear of a bike and getting flung off it. Happened a couple times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was also into rollerblading. I rollerbladed quite a bit. We used to play street yeah. hockey. That was the big thing. Like we go up Sundays up in the parking lot up at the school. We like Justin. We were big into that. We'd go up there, a bunch of guys, and we'd drag our goals up. We'd order pizza. They deliver pizza up, and we'd be playing, you know, street hockey and eating pizza. It was awesome. That's pretty legit. That was two thousand, but like this game felt like that. It was it was awesome playing them. Like I was, it's it's like going back to that era where we yeah. were that pre nine yeah. eleven era where era where things like we still felt happy (laughs) yeah well i mean i i wasn't i i was surprised i don't watch many documentaries and i watched woodstock 99 i've been talking about this to you guys for a couple days like what a culture shock and throwback and just yeah it was was just a weird compilation of trends and music like what was that like the Limp Biscuit style. Like, like you had your rap rock, rock your, and new metal yeah. kind of. New metal, new metal. That's the word I was looking for. Corn. Yeah. Oh, and just angry. This didn't have that though. This was a lot more like hip hop yeah. kind of. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what other things like, like a Jurassic five kind of sound. I I have one of their things. Oh, I, I get you on that one. Yeah. The you soundtrack I mean? is the, best on this game it's just all random catchy i think they produced a lot of their own music i so i have a theory that the reason why the sequel will never appear on any console and it's just stranded forever on the original xbox is because fighting over rights about the music i think that's that's my tinfoil hat conspiracy i don't know how the hell they rescued this one and got it because they re-released the game so the game so this game was released in Japan in June 29th, 2020. We got it here on Halloween 2020, and then Europe got it in late November. So hmm. all around the same time. Um, I can't remember where I was going with that. <laughs> I had a nice segue in my head, and then I was thinking about Halloween, and that really screwed it up. But uh, <laughs> um but yeah, so on, on the, the U.S. end of things, it was called Jet Grind Radio. Everywhere else got Jet Set Radio. There was, yeah. I guess, Jet Set, there was either like a copyright or trademark issue. So they, Could be. whatever it is, they got over it for the sequel, which is interesting. Yeah. Um, the game was published by Sega, and it was developed by this company called Smilebit. You guys ever yeah. hear of that, that company? That is rare. No, it was. How kind many of, do they have? They've got some great games, but they're right. kind of. They they were basically like one of I think seven, Sega had like several of these like autonomous units. And it was basically mm. like ah, here's a group of people. You just go off and make a game. We're not gonna <laughs> you know get into your business and just do it. And I guess this one was really kind of sports heavy. 
Hmm. And they branched out into other things. I want to say they had maybe like 100 employees. 25 were working on this. And all of them were under the age of 25. And the guy oh, who was wow. directing it didn't have any experience. Nice. They developed a Panzer Dragoon saga. Yeah. So <laughs> some of the people on this were coming over from, I think it's Team Andromeda, were the ones that did the Panzer Dragoon. So it's like this really cool mix of people all working on this game. And this, I think, was... I think the guy that headed it up, he was responsible for like developing research on the Saturn. So they just basically said, like, here you go. Here's a unit. Go nuts. But this yeah. group would later go on to make like some really cool Xbox games. Um, Jet Set Radio Future, I think, was their first one. Then they made this game called Gun Valkyrie, which is kind of weird. It controls funky. And then Panzer Dragoon Order, which is awesome. Like, it's it's <laughs> such a great game. I watched then, some videos of that because you've been talking it up for so long. It's, and it's funky. It's, it is an awesome game. Like, if you like Star Fox, like the Panzer Dragoon games are right up yeah. the alley. Yeah, um, they, they did tie it into that in a couple that I saw. Um, And then, like, this company basically was like a flash in the pan because in 2003, Sega kind of reorganized stuff. They, I think, put a lot of their weight behind Xbox and then Xbox didn't really take off. Yeah. And in the U S it was huge, but worldwide, I mean, who else? I mean, you're going to have an Xbox in Japan. No, yeah. no, it was also as big. Like Sony was it's PS two was there. The Xbox really don't think took off until the Xbox 360. Yeah. And even then I think it was more, it's still more U S based than U S and Europe. Yeah. 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 I, I do when I was agreeing with you earlier, it was that the Dreamcast and the Xbox in this like two to three year span, they had a lot of unique kind of games and they didn't have a lot of the licensed stuff, which is, is good because I, you know, how many times can you make a Disney game over and over? Yeah. Or like, yeah. So it was cool to see that the Dreamcast had a lot of odd ones and, Diamonds in the rough, I guess. Well, we'll I'll, I'll try to find another one in this. Yeah, <laughs> Not I, I, I mean, if you want to go and find a hidden gem, I feel like the Dreamcast is a great place to look because there's so many weird, just weird mm-hmm. games on it. Yeah. And I this feel is, like Dreamcast was a lot about fighting games too. Yes. And I think I that was because Capcom, I think, yeah. Well, I think what it was is because I think it was just, the fighting games were so popular over in Japan. At the time, I mean, you have your Street Fighter, you had the, that type of, I mean, <clears throat> look also what they had into it. As if you look at like uh, Marvel vs. Capcom, look at the style of art that they're they're in. It's anime based art almost. And and so I have- think and I think the the hardware is similar because Dreamcast is similar to fuck. For some reason, I think. Marvel versus Capcom 2 was like Naomi. Don't yeah. quote me on that. But you figure, I think it was similar to the Capcom board. So that's why you get like Third Strike, you know, Street Fighter. Yeah, Dreamcast had some sweet fighting games. But and the controller actually worked for those fighting games really well. Yeah. And I think that's what helped out with this. Um, you know, this game, like John said, was awesome as far like graphics on point i think it worked great um how would you describe it so like if you were to run into some person on the street what would you describe this game as 
second cousin of Tony Hawk Pro Skater. <laughs> John, how would you describe it? Or like a comic book version of like a skating or that type of game. I I don't know. I want to say like an arcade game because it felt, you know, that guy, he was always jazzed up and it was level by level, but you could pick different things here and there. You know, it, it had a linear progression to it and you did the same thing every time. So, I mean, as far as like a style, I'd say arcade. Yeah. So I would describe Jet Set Radio as like an arcade based skating graffiti game. That's that's really the best I could come up with. Like I would tell somebody it's similar to Tony Hawk and then not like Tony Hawk. I I went into it expecting Tony Hawk and it really wasn't in the sense that you're, you're not you're not doing tricks in the same way that like a Tony Hawk and it does have some of those elements of Tony Hawk and that like you are jumping and doing tricks but as the the game's title kind of suggests the game is really more about grinding on things than it is doing specific tricks yeah so that's a huge part of the game that like everything has an edge or there are a lot of edges and a lot of the surfaces and like you're designed to like grind up these things and like you can grind on rails like everything everything from sega at this time had you grinding on something like sonic picked up the ability to grind around this time um but yeah like the game's designed so like you can grind and then you'll jump on walls and then jump onto other walls like some kind of ninja like it's nuts but yeah as far as the tricks go i think there was like a stretch where i was like well this is kind of a bummer i'm not in love that i can't do all these cool tricks and then i kind of got over that and I came to the, you know, this is kind of an arcade game. And then that yeah. kind of picked it back up for me. I'm like, well, I guess I came in with real, my expectations weren't what this game was. Yeah. It, so I, I had a tough time trying to complete the missions and get like the style points with the tricks and all that stuff. That that was a difficult a compilation or like addition to so, it, you know. So explain how that works. Well, you had, I mean, conflicting styles, I guess, is what I was trying to say. Um, each level, you had a goal to tag over um, or on. I guess in a couple of the levels, you have to tag your your rival gangs with spray paint. So it's you have to go and do a bunch of graffiti in different levels, um, and there are a ton of things for you to grind on, and you could position the the joystick to do some tricks while you're doing it and then that gave you some more points so i think to unlock the last portions of the game you have to hit a benchmark on each level and there might have been a couple of things along the way that you could get but you had to not only complete the mission but you had to score high enough style points i found so coming from the sequel and i'm going to say that a lot in the sequel (laughs) there is no time limit and in the really? sequel, you don't have to do the the gestures on the big things. Yeah, I I did not like the 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 gesture based tagging. So what happened is like you when you end up like these like at the big graffiti signs, um, you would have to like move the joystick in different directions, like up and then down, rotate it around, rotate it back around, like a half turn, full turn, like. 
and what I found is like it was it made it that my joystick on my on my Dreamcast was starting to go, but I I never could get it on the first try. It always felt like I was fighting the game to get anything done on this. So as I'm going through trying to tag all these things, I'm getting shot up by the cops, and it's just it's it's miserable. I couldn't I I, I didn't like that system at all. Hmm. So the two things that I hate the most about this game, you know, would be. I like kind of like the free exploring, you know, tagging different things, exploring the city, yeah. doing all these kind of tricks and, you know, but then the time would constantly screw with me because I was like, oh, well, I've got so much time and I, I'm directionally challenged. I can't find my way around the city and find <laughs> yeah. all the time. So I'm constantly going yeah. back and forth to the map. Yeah, Nick, what uh, what were your thoughts? So, I went in this fully expecting to have that Tony Hawk vibe as far as doing tricks, you know, then just have the added like kind of uh, bonus or that sprinkle on top of tagging stuff. Yep. And I didn't get that. I thought the tricks were just, it's completely random. It's literally all you had to do is press a button and you do a trick. Um, the jump feature was horrible because you had to hold it longer, so it was hard to time your jumps. So I kept on going back and f- back into an area. If I had to jump on top of a roof, because I had to make sure I press and hold to get the longer, the higher jump. So I just thought something like controls wise um, is just a little janky on that. As far as there, there was no real way to really move your character like if you had to yeah i that was one of the things i ran into with this is like the jumps were really floaty like you would go and like you'd press that button and it it felt like you were in the air forever and it's like once you were up in the air it was really hard to control where you were going and where you were going to land i think just that lack of like oh okay i want to do a trick like let me do a grind here here and here and then do a jump over and tag um, again, also like doing the gestures to tag some places, especially once like the cops came out, like it got so frustrating when those cops came out. Cause it was like, Oh, this guy can shoot me. I can't really do nothing to him. I will say, and I know I said this a lot, but in, in the sequel, you had a much easier time taking down the cops. I, I know that you could bump into Onishima and knock him down and spray paint him. But I don't think you could do that with the other cops. Like you basically just had to skate around and jump. And it was a real pain in the ass. In the other ones, like in, in the, the sequel, you could hit like a boost button and knock them over. And then when they're on the ground, you could spray paint them and then they disappear. So that's how you took care of the cops in the in the other games. But yeah, in this game, like I don't know what you had, you had to do other than just like jump to shake them off and hope like more cops didn't show up. <clears throat> you still had the other cops coming after you. And then obviously, like you said, the time frame, like you had to do this like in like, well, it was 10 minutes you get, I think for per level, was that? I can't remember because the countdown was like, wasn't it like 900 seconds or something crazy? Like it was in seconds. The whole thing was. Yeah, it was in seconds or something like that. So, but with that, 
because so, like the first level, it, it was perfect time for that. Like the first level, like you didn't have a, such a large area space, and it was easy to find all the places you had to tag. Mm. Um, when you got to the second level, is a larger space, and you're like, okay, where do I tag everything? Yeah, because like, like there's all these little mini places you had to tag. And you had to find all the places that your rival gang had to tag and tag over it. Yeah. And they would go back sometimes. Yeah. And tag and your shit again. Yeah. Yeah. I found that. Oh, I'm like, oh. So I was like, I just didn't, I never got it. Um, yeah. Like, and I mean, I did like the fact that the game did teach you how to do everything ahead of time. Like, and that's how you also gained your, uh, your team in a sense. Um, it's kind of like thought, horse. Yeah. I didn't, uh, see any yeah. ben- I didn't see any benefit of using one over the other, realistically. Some could hold more cans, and they were a little faster, I think. I kept but, beat the entire time. Yeah, the yeah. main character is pretty much I kept. He was the most well-balanced. Yep. So, yeah. I love the names, like beat, gum, corn, combo, <laughs> yeah. cube, pots, you know. <laughs> the names are cool. And that, like, the gangs are really cool name too like oh there the love shockers those are the goth girlfriend that john could have been never never was uh (laughs) poison jam like those like fish looking dudes yeah and then the noise tank and everyone danced like the whole game like everyone every they get introduced and everyone is just dancing always moving yeah yeah i feel like they're like they're all on (laughs) e and they're at a uh <laughs> at a rave or something. A theme party. It's a rave theme. Maybe party. the cops are the good guys in this game, and it's really just we're 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 looking at the world through the eyes of these like mollied out skateboarders that are tagging the city. <laughs> nice clean Japan's getting wrecked. I do like the uh, the pirate radio aspect. I mean, the story's ridiculous. Did you guys follow any of like the plot, or did you just skip over it every time? No, there's a a record that is being sought out by everybody because apparently if you play the record, it summons a <laughs> demon. And the I evil corporation is trying to get their hands I mean, on it. It makes sense for where this game came from, let's be honest. Oh, yeah. Complete understand. <laughs> um, but did not know that. I just kept it. I mean, I like the like I actually kept the, the game on in the background just because I like the soundtrack so much. Uh, that hum in the loading. Mm, mm, mm. I was doing that. I was bopping around doing that. Jones does that work. Yeah, that's a nice. I'd melody. go around because when you start the game up, um, you know, you click on the it goes Jones Radio. I would do that to Cam. Like he'd just be sitting there playing with his blocks. I'd walk. I'd be Jones Radio. Professor K is ass. Fucking kids are gonna be. My kids are gonna try so screwed kids up. Kids gonna be trying to die. He's just like Mm-mm-mm, just shaking, <laughs> just threats in there every time he hears just that radio. <laughs> uh, he develops a tick or something like that. Yeah, he's gonna later in life. He'd be like, oh, so that's why Dad said these things because it's all the video game cliche things that you oh, say. I don't. I'd probably yeah. And the, other, the other problem is neither one of my kids are going to like this game. Like, just a fact. Because like Cam, I've just been yelling Jet Set Radio <laughs> at him for no reason for weeks now. And then Charlotte's like, I want to play Sonic. It's like, no, we're playing Jet Set Radio right now. Oh, I don't want to play Sonic. So it's just, just nothing oh, but man. disappointment over at our household. <laughs> I think the next really 
bright and flashy game that we have, we should jot down notes on what our kids do while we're playing it. Like if they came in the room. Oh, I don't get to play this game with my kids at all. Oh. Any of our games, I don't. I can't, I tried. I this really game's do. tame, though. They they can't. I mean, we've played a lot worse. You know this. No, it's more or less because it's. A, I have no room for oh. the TV. I don't get the TV until like after everyone goes to gotcha. bed. <laughs> have them have them off to the side. Play oh, it on no. the, the laptop. Oh yeah. Oh no, no, because I'm not using tag. I mean, we're not allowed to have electronics out when that kids are there. Yeah, we have TV mm. going, and so mm. I've been trying to introduce uh, video games with them. So I introduce them to like Mickey's uh, Castle Illusion and stuff like that. So one night I'm in here playing this game, and I have the volume cranked up because again, I love the soundtrack. I, I listen to the soundtrack to work it today. It's just a, it's such a great soundtrack, <laughs> but I have it cranked. And in the other room, Charlotte's trying to watch some show, some stupid kid show, PJ Mask or whatever. So she comes in. She chewed me <laughs> out, made me turn down my game so that she could watch her show. Just shamed me for playing this freaking game. Oh. She is a, she's literally a walk-in embodiment she, of yeah, her mother. Her, yeah. Nikki doesn't have to do anything because Charlotte just takes over for her. <laughs> yeah. Little, yeah. little fucking uh, deputy. My daughter's, my daughter's doing the same thing now. Oh, shit. What are we? Controls. Nick, you kind of started us down the controls being a little janky. I, I I had that same. I mean, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. So one thing that I thought for when this game came out, the camera wasn't actually bad. Oh, I feel it wasn't. Was it, it wasn't horrible. Like there's games where like it does not correct. Like, correct. At least this right. game says, hey, to correct it, yep. just do this. Other games don't do that. Like you don't have no way to correct, and you literally it gets stuck in that way. Then you're just looking side view, even if you're going other ways. Like the camera angles don't change at all. So the camera wasn't bad. I think the lack of controls is what killed this game. As far as like when I hit like your jump or your ollie, I shouldn't have to hold, press and hold to get a longer jump. Like maybe just hit it or you know once or something or double tap something to do it if if there's a meter or something something to even at least get engage okay how long do i have to hold it to get the best jump just something to initiate and show what that jump looks like or that you know that trick i also have the ability to kind of choose your tricks be if you're going to do like one button commands for a trick you know have it so like you press select to or press like yeah the two buttons because there's some also buttons that are on the controller that don't do anything. Yeah, it didn't use the buttons. I mean, it's very limited because you figure you have the button that that you press to tag things. You have the stick to move. You have jump, and then you've got the other trigger that yeah. kind of gives you the speed boost. Yeah. So it was like I think you literally didn't. You still had like four or five other buttons you could have used in some yep. fashion. Like you know, press L, you know L and L and you know, up to do, or, you know, Elbun to do a grind, you know, jump, like do something where it gives you like a, do a grab move, just something where I think, I think it would have been more benefit if it gave you the ability to do those, uh, as well as, you know, some way to also fend off against, you know, besides run, fend off against a law enforcement. Yeah. I felt, I felt like it was like, Oh, you got a whole bunch. You can't do anything. 
you can just keep on trying to move and hopefully you get away from them. But then your health bar gets tacked down so much that you're like, oh, well, it's pretty much useless. I might as well start the whole level over. Also, I think maybe would probably help with this. Kind of like what Tony Hawk did is once you completed something, it stayed completed. If you, next time you go around and try to tackle it. Instead of having to do it all over again, especially if you tag, like when you get those larger levels, you had to go back and re-tag everything, try to remember where Mm -hmm. you tagged. And I was just like, oh, this is is there. I think I made it the third level, and I'm like, you know what, this is dumb. (laughs) I kind of came at the same way you did, Nick. And and again, all the things that I didn't like about this game, like if you were to pick this game up in 2000, this game would have blown your fucking mind. Like the music, the visuals... It was it huge. It it's huge. We have this problem of like we're yeah. coming at it the wrong way. We're coming at it new. It, it, the controls haven't aged well. I came at it from playing the Xbox game and literally everything we are bitching about right now, the Xbox game fix. Like, Nick, you can't really do the tricks on that. But there is this whole mechanic of like you could flip frontward and backwards and do different things. So there is kind of a flipping but no more gesturing when you do those big things. The game doesn't work that way. And that you're just like, if you've got a big uh, graffiti thing that you've got a tag, it'll have multiple tag points. So it's you just passing it by and doing a big thing. So you're not sitting there, you know, pushing the stick up and down and rotating it and then failing and then having the cops show up and shoot you and then trying to restart your tag and then getting shot. And yeah. That's done. That's gone. There are a lot of elements in this game, and a few of them didn't didn't stack up right. Also, I think the like map could have been better too. You know, I'll give them a break yeah. on that though, because I mean, this had to have been one of the, I guess if you call them like what a three D open world kind of like a city concept, this had to be on yeah. the earlier end of it. I don't know when Shenmue came out. I would think this is before Shenmue. After this, yeah, yeah. But it had to have been early. I mean, how many? I mean, when did when did Grand Theft Auto th- Grand Theft Auto Three would have been after this as well? Yeah, because GTA Two was yeah. still top down on the Dreamcast. So I mean, for open world, you figure on a console, this was pretty early. I mean, yeah. it was post Body Harvest, but we know how that didn't work. <laughs> oh, um, like. I think if they fix everything, that means they must have then at some point listened to like, oh, people really didn't like this aspect. Let's fix it, which is good. So like you said, we're also coming from this from there. If I were to play this, like I said, this game literally would have been a 9 out of 10 if it wasn't for the controls. Like the music's on point. Uh, I think even now graphically it holds up. Like you may have to do some rendering, just a little bit uh, uh, updating. But other than that, it was pretty on point. That's a benefit of these cell shaded games because Wind Waker really hasn't aged all that much either. Honestly, that that yeah. style has just and I hated that style. Like when when Zelda went cell shaded, I fucking hated it. But I've got the yeah, I've got the benefit of twenty years, you know. So now I'm looking back at the stuff, and it's like, well, you know, that probably was a good decision because this game is gorgeous. Yeah, and I I don't think we look at it as it's like that old because there have been cell shaded games yeah. all along, and they all have that similar look. So it's not like that's gonna be well, worse than 
Goldeneye yeah. or something. Well, with that said, I wonder if that's why a lot of uh, game companies are doing the cell shading. Like they're looking for how to get the most longevity out of their games. Yeah. Because you got think that a retro lot of games feel now, too. Well, they have that retro feel. Well, when you think of a lot of games now, use that cell shading. A lot of your fighting games do that. Like they did the mm. cell shading with uh, Street Fighter 4. Yep. That came out on Xbox. That cell shading. But I wonder if it's easier to, to animate. I guess that's why they did I it. I guess it was really hard for them to do the cell shading on Dreamcast. Like it wasn't, it was a new technique that I guess was kind of on the yeah. rough side, but I'm sure once they could do it on the Dreamcast, it's easy enough to replicate everywhere else. I mean, like Beautiful Joe was one that yeah. comes to mind on GameCube and, and PlayStation. Yeah. Um, but I just, I wonder if they pick it because like visually it's just, it's as a game, you figure it's high contrast. You have like thick lines that outline, you know, your people. So it's like very easy to see. Mm. It's, it's highly stylized. It's like how you get a cartoon. It's like playing a cartoon or a comic comic book. Yep. Yeah. No, I, this one for me, if you would ask me back then, I would have been like, man, this game's great. Like I, I played a good deal of this um, before I, my Dreamcast kind of fizzled <laughs> out. But going back, the controls, I I probably said this on a few other episodes, like, ah, oh, I hate the controls. Because when we go back to single stick games, it's a pain in the ass. Because I got so good at stuff with dual sticks. Like Halo, I, I was pretty good at Halo. And... To not have that, it just jars the, me. The camera. I mean, it, it helps you because you can center the camera, but not having the ability yeah. to kind of... And I can't remember how the Xbox One does it. I'll have to go back and fire that up. But yeah, it... Like it wasn't... Like I said, like, as far as the camera, they, they did a good job of how the camera worked. Yeah, you could like, still it wasn't horrible. get like, some I, I went, I, well, Yeah, I was playing, you know, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3, and I was like, oh camera like gets locked up here and there and I was like but this one wasn't that bad like I said they gave you ability to fix it which I thought was great yeah, yeah. The, I hated the time limit I know we already touched on that but a game that time a game was, like this nah. let me let me explore let me do my thing I mean you don't have these either that or short or that or uh, decrease the, the, the map size I watched a guy beat this game in 35 yeah. minutes because I sat down. <laughs> I, I didn't beat this game. I did not beat this game this week. And I was feeling kind of bad about it. I'm like, man, I've put maybe, I don't know, four or five hours in this game. I, I'm i kind of bummed. I'm nowhere near where I need to be. And I'm actually not that far from the end, yeah. really. I mean, you've got the three regions of the city and you keep going back to these same three regions. I can't remember what they are. Benton is one. Kogani is the other, and I can't remember the third one, but you, you keep going into these regions, and there's a fourth region once you deal with the... So, I'm, I wasn't far off, but yeah, you could beat this game in 35 minutes. Wow. If you memorize the maps. Shibuya. Yep. Shibuya. And I like the, the... What's the other thing I don't think we touched on? Is what are you called... You're the GGs. Oh, you're Ruddies. You're Rudies. Sorry, Rudies. Rudies. You're a Rudy. I'm like, 
I was like, what? What is this? I'm like, is that like a poor translation over when it came out of the US? No, I I Ooh, love boys. the slang. Like this game is just like dripped in slang. Yeah. The guy that does the voice for Professor K has has been in a lot of stuff. Get out there and tag um, them nasties. Get them nasty boys. Yeah. <laughs> just burn your house down. Yeah, Professor K was pretty cool. So he was like this like pirate radio DJ that was around the entire game. And he would like narrate what was going on throughout the course of the game. So as you were doing certain things, like as you were going in and like dealing with this gang here or this gang here, you know, he would say he would basically talk about what was happening. Like he was this all present force in this game. And it was really weird, but it worked. Like the the little sayings that he had were great too. It reminded me of like GTA where they'd have the radio going for you. You know, speaking of like GTA, we really didn't talk about the cops a whole lot other than like how to escape them. Like you had this one cop, uh, uh, Captain Onishima, and he was like this guy with like a five o'clock shadow and slick back hair. And he's constantly running around shooting at you. And that's the thing I like about this game is like, yes, you have this like gang warfare that's breaking out and all these gangs are trying to like take over different territory in tokyo but then you've got the cops running around shooting at all these like teenagers spray painting things like talk about an overreaction so like one of the one of my favorite parts in this is like when uh captain onishima like it's near the end of the game he calls in the freaking tanks i don't care what you do get the tanks in here it's like (laughs) jesus christ you're calling in tanks to take care of kids doing graffiti like this is nuts this game just drips style. And I think and that's I think that's the problem mm-hmm. with a lot of it too, is like you the controls are just a hindrance, but you almost kind of gloss that over because the game has just got so much style that it that it it's like, uh, I'm gonna try to look the other way. I can see them making this like a series too. I wish they did. The fuckers made two games. I mean, I guess you can count the Game Boy Advance port, but they made two games and they like Sega, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah. They had a unique style to this one, man. Like I, th- I think it could also be like a. I, I haven't done any research. I wonder if they made like this into like a comic series or something, or like a animated show because it could be that. Yeah, it would be. You've got enough cool designs. The design work is just so cool. I don't understand Sega. I don't. I, I want to yeah. just. I would love to meet a <laughs> Sega person, like a Sega exec. Like, explain to me how you're sitting on fucking gold and doing nothing with it. You have incredible IPs, and instead you just choose to like puke out a Sonic game every year. Like, give me fucking something. <laughs> they don't want to put it out on another system. They're waiting for them to get their uh, their own system. <laughs> they're again. waiting for everyone to die off so they can come back. <laughs> That's what they're gonna do. They're just gonna wait to these the companies that have, you know, they license everything out to. Like, yes, yes, just keep giving us money until you all die. And you know what? It might happen when the world ends. There'll be two things: cockroaches and Sega. No, I think I would not be shocked if you see in five years. I will say the next consoles that come out after this last set, you see Sega be like. Here we go. Just drop their big fat right there. The Sega Neptune. <sighs> Nick, if Sega came out with a new console, I would get Sega tattooed on my ass. That's never happening. <laughs> <laughs>
Sega, I know you don't listen to this, but please, just for the sake of this happening, <laughs> do it. Uh, Soldier Boy, use your He's already clout. bought Atari. He can buy Sega next. He's working up the chain. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to know the ranking on this one? Or do you guys have anything else you want to talk about on it? Let's just rewind it. Anything that we... Uh, no. I, I miss the Dreamcast. I'm glad we're playing it again. I would do an entire year of Dreamcast if you let me. But Nick would... Nick would eventually would... Yeah. His, his Nick bleeds blue, but not that much blue. The Sega, he'd eventually be like, we gotta, we gotta move on, guys. We can't just play, play Dreamcast. Oh, the Saturn would, would break my bank hard. Yeah, I've been playing some stuff on Saturn, on emulator. I, I, Saturn's a bitch. We explain. I don't understand. Saturn is such a bitch to emulate, but Dreamcast emulates like a charm. It's beautifully smooth. Mm. This ran perfect on mine, my yeah. laptop. I remember has- ripping games from my computer and just popping them in the Dreamcast on a DVR. You're the reason why Sega died, John. Like, look what you've done. This is the world you gave us, John. You're like that guy that, like, went back in time and stomped on the butterfly, you know, and then ruined the world or whatever. And then- I'm going to start, I'm gonna start a, re- a Reddit page now. John destroyed Dreamcast and Sega. Have you seen that? We wouldn't have the Xbox Wars. We wouldn't have the Xbox versus P- PlayStation. It would have been just Sega. that one guy. Straw that broke the camel's back. Have you seen back. that meme where there's like this is utopia and someone subtitled, you know, headed, you know, puts a heading on it like this is what happens if something had, you know, this is what happened if John wouldn't have burned Dreamcast games. We could have been living in this futuristic society in peace and ha- harmony. Yeah. John caused world hunger by burning Dreamcast <laughs> games. The end of the world. Oh, fuck. So I just... I just, I literally just typed this in. I'm like, will there be a uh, Sega new dr- console? And the first thing that popped up was Sega Dreamcast 2. It's called the Xbox. The original Xbox is the Dreamcast 2. Sega, I guess, asked uh, Microsoft if they could get it to play Dreamcast games. And, the, and it was something about how Microsoft did its online, which was the deal breaker. Can you imagine the alternate universe where you could play Dreamcast games on your Xbox? That'd be nuts. That'd be a game changer. Can you imagine? I mean, the Xbox, the Xbox really is the Dreamcast too. I mean, you look at again. You got Jet Set Radio Future. You got Gone Valkyrie. You got yeah. Panzer Dragoon. They put Sonic Heroes on it. It got Toe Jam and Earl Three. It got um, uh, Outrun. It got two Outrun games. Got a lot. Like yeah. I mean, the graphic didn't didn't change. Did it really? A I little know. bit. Xbox was a powerhouse for its day. Yeah. But I mean, I don't feel like the, the graphics difference from Dreamcast to Xbox was as much as another 
console bump might be. It's kind of a mid, you know, Dreamcast is kind of like in between PlayStation 2 and N64. It's kind of sitting visually in that. Yeah, it was a weird, it was like a step year almost or something. Yeah, which is a shame. I think they were trying to abandon the Saturn as quick as they could because that thing was just a, Yeah, it was mistreated. I used to think it was a piece of shit. I'm now walking it back and saying it's it's a pretty cool system. I I I had one, but I think I only had like random games for it. Like I think I played Virtual yep. Cop on it, and like those style games. I think I had a couple of those type of games, and that was it. We didn't get a lot of the good games, anyways. Like it was like, a powerhouse in Japan, and we got nothing off it. So yeah. All right, let's uh, let's do the order. So we'll start off with John. We'll work our way backwards. John, you told me that this is number 20. So to make sure I have this correct, you want this between Resident Evil and Star Fox 2 on your list? Yeah. Nick, you said that this was in between Resident Evil and Crystallis, which puts it in your number 19 spot. I put this in between Silhouette Mirage and Battle of Olympus, which puts it in my 21 spot. So on our list, I believe this averages out to the number 20 game. So it is huh. sitting comfortably between Crystal and Star Wars Episode One Racer. Pretty, uh, we're not too far off. I said, no, I said that's pretty nifty that we were pretty much on the same wavelength of where we put it. Yeah. Yep. There's a 21, a 19, and a 20. <laughs> that's, that's, the, that's the most we've ever agreed on this show, which maybe, <laughs> wow. maybe we needed to, to straighten things out after we shit on John for an entire episode about putting Final Fantasy it's- tactics at like the <laughs> bottom second and bottom slot or something. Oh, God, the game gods are killing me <laughs> on that one. I hope they punish you hard, John. Because you made us play fucking Dragon Balls. Oh, John, it's that's just the balls. There is a tip we got to go to as well. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> yeah. Well, it took an hour and a half. That that's time. good. That's that's good. I figured yeah. Nick's warming up. He needs to get onto like the Donkey Kong Country episode where he just like dick Joe, dick Joe, dick Joe, just throwing dicks. Yeah. <laughs> There weren't a lot of bananas to entice him this time. But he picked Donkey Kong 64, oh, so we're going to go through that again this year. That's that's going to happen. Nick is Why the fuck in Donkey Kong 64 didn't they do the four characters from the Donkey Kong games? I think the, the best question you could ask is, why the fuck in Donkey Kong 64? And then just leave it unanswered. I find we'll, we'll get to that one. <laughs> You never like the game? Mm, it's Dude, it's a fucking good. collect-a-thon. We're going to do some bitching that episode. I uh, love the game. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of my favorite games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Nick, it's, it's okay. Another it's okay. year of shitting on Nick's dreams. <laughs> just, just look at the pretty flowers. It'll be, quite, it'll I mean, be quick. It has the best console, too. No. The see-through green. Oh, oh he's jonesing oh. for that fucking. I think about yeah. N64 oh. as a whole. No, if 
he, we're gonna put you on that TLC show where people fall in love with objects, and yours <gasps> is just gonna be a jungle green sixty. Pulls out the expansion is, slot, and there it is. It's a beautiful console. <laughs> like I hate the standard green. Like I go down, and John, thank you again. But God, do I hate that ugly gray tone piece of shit. What is this? Thing. The fucking Soviet Union? Can't we have colors and happiness? <laughs> it's so dismal looking. Everyone like, oh. before that's gray. I mean, come on. No. The Superhead pink. What? There's no pink Super Nintendo, was there? No, no, no. The the little the button, the pink and the oh, purple. purple. Uh, on and, and reset. Yeah. Well, mine faded to pink. One of them did because it's set in the sun. <laughs> mine looks like it's been a smoker for twenty years. It's just it's nasty looking. Exactly. Yellow. It looked like Why John did half of them? John gave yellow. me mine, and I'm pretty sure he. T- it looks like he took it into a th- uh, car and just clam baked a car and yeah. just took it out. That's yeah. That's the backup console, Nick. I I could give you a Dreamcast and a regular Nintendo, and I would have supplied the majority of your consoles. Well. Uh, wait, I'm pretty sure I actually am getting a Dreamcast if I don't make you play a No, no, no. Title. You can't say a word for the rest of your life is the problem. You have to make it your entire life and not say that. And as soon as you say the word tactics, you have to give it back. No, not the <laughs> word tactics. I can't say the, the combined with other things. That's not. I will check the notes. We got to go. We got to go listen to the tape, man. I know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Well, do me an announce what I'm going to make you guys play next time. Oh, yeah. So after we just got done spending 20 minutes shitting on Nick's sexual fantasies of a green uh, uh, N64, N64. we're going to be playing Donkey Kong. No, we're going to be playing uh, another jet game. So we're going to be playing Jet Force Gemini. It's a game made by Rare. It's a game that I thought John was going to have us play when he was talking about killing bugs on the N64. And then he just like pulled the carpet out from us and just shit on us. Yep. So N64 Jet Force Gemini. Next game. All right. How much is that bad boy selling for right now? I don't know. I haven't even looked. It's in the I think it's in the teens or twenty. It's not that valuable. I think I got mine for like twelve bucks. But yeah, I got I I got mine from the smoker when I got that lot of like eight games that I had to deep clean three times. It is. So I'm the only one without a copy. Yeah, nine bucks. Oh, it's Japanese. Sorry, that's not going to work for you. What was price? She's Google Translate. <laughs> so we should do that. Oh my god, can we do that for an episode? Play a Japanese game and <laughs> oh shit, I should. Holy fuck, my that's mouth. hysterical. <laughs> do an RPG. <laughs> well, I'm, I can't, I can't wait to see the butcher translation. I cast squiggle line. Fifteen bucks, Nick. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> All right, we're we're doing oh. that. Yeah, and uh, I think we're going to have to cross-post, Matt, uh, on some form of our social media, my fantasy football punishment for oh, you. Oh, you're going to announce it? Oh, I'm putting it on your oh, Facebook. no, I don't get on Facebook. Well, your friends will, and that's <laughs> oh, what no. matters what, here. So what are you going to make me do? So give us the backstory of what, what we're doing and why we're doing it. and 
So we're all in a fantasy football league together. And every year, Matt and his lovely spouse stop checking about six <laughs> weeks in and then go, oh, I never checked that. And it's because their team sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I, Matt, to this day, says my punishment a while ago was one of the funniest things he's ever seen for his spouse that lost. Um, and then I followed it up as a consultant last year. I didn't win, but my little cousin asked me what he should do. And so I gave him a creative idea and it again, pissed his wife off. Enormously. She's been a sacko multiple um, times, right? Or is this, it was last year the first think, year. Uh, two times, two times, two She's times. Been twice. Nick, you've been the yeah. sacko once and um, then you quit and now you're back. Yeah. She was the only one doing my punishment, so that's that's fair. That happened again this year. We tried to do like a weekly thing, and it well, stalled. I wanted to do my punishment, so I'll wife. quit another year and come back another year yeah. later. I just need a year <laughs> where people don't go out on COVID. There's nothing more annoying to me than like picking my lineup. In addition to dealing with injuries, dealing with half your fucking team coming down with COVID. I'm like, well, this isn't fun. Fuck this. But John. Yeah, they just blip off for a week. So, Matt's um, Matt's sentence oh, no. this year will be left up to a public oh, no. choice. John, that's weak of, sauce. Of four options. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh. So, the one with the most votes will win. Do we know what these are? I'm not going to tell you. It's going to ruin the the, oh, the shock factor. But it's nothing illegal, and if it's not feasible, then we will go with the next most popular answer, and then so on and so forth. If you know, we have to whittle it down. We do, but you're you're a pretty easygoing guy, so I feel like you do these no problem, unlike everybody else. Nick did a good job wearing a tutu. Nick Nick is also one of the guys where this would work for you too. The other people would be like, I can't. No. Or like, I think one year somebody had to eat an onion. It's How like, hard is it to on. eat an onion? You got to be more creative. You got to you gotta think long term. Now I'm in a long term because I've seen more and more things on social media about fantasy football yeah. punishments. And it got, it got my wheels turning. Party D did watch Two Girls, it- One Cup. Yep. This this kind yep. of thing gets John so hard. I think that I should open up um, my cameo will be give me a backstory about your fantasy football league and who lost and your relationship and I'll call for the punishment. <laughs> John, I, I, want I, the, I want you on a facet. cameo now. I want you to make a cameo count now. <laughs> 50, 50 cent. All right. 50 cent payout. No, one dollar. <laughs> one buck. Um this weird facet of my brain that can put random things together that are weird and funny. And especially if it's somebody else, like I can make somebody else do something. I don't know, but there are some good ones. Well, I will stay tuned and we'll have to announce whatever it, whatever you're going to make me do. Uh, All right. Well, this was a fun episode, Nick, guys. Nick, you want to take us out? 
Yeah, let's go out. Thank you for joining us on Spin Dash Retro. Please follow us on <clears throat> social media. You can follow us on Instagram, uh, Twitter, and TikTok now. Oh God, I yes, I yes. haven't. I I keep getting notifications. <laughs> what is? Yep. I haven't even looked at it. I I post. Uh, oh well. Until you have a chance to look, then you're not going to know. So Spin Dash Retro, same for, again, Twitter, uh, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, You can also uh, listen to us anywhere you listen to a podcast. Uh, So we are on, and I actually made a TikTok of where you can listen to us as well. See, Matt, trying to help out with us, trying to get us followers. Uh, so, you know, uh, so please give us a listen. Please leave comments. Please let us know what we can do better. And if it means having to kill one of us, we will do it. <laughs> Until next time, good night. <laughs> what the fuck? Wow. <laughs> Shit got dark. <laughs>